Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin and Pennywise, the dancing clown. <laughs> I can't do a Pennywise impression. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Why don't you come with me, Colin? You'll float down here. We all float. He's got a pool. Egg boy. <laughs> <laughs> By far, my favorite part of the first movie. When he runs at him. Just the the headless thing running at him, and that pause, just the music cuts, all the sound drops at the same time, and all you hear is, Ed boy. And then he cuts back, and then now it's Pennywise again. (laughs) (laughs) We all float. So greetings, moviegoers. What episode do you think we're doing? (laughs) (laughs) We're doing... Door of the Explorer. Hustlers. (laughs) Hustlers. We are doing the fanatic. Oh my god! I you're a phony. <laughs> I showed you a few clips from it today. Oh yeah, I am so excited to finally watch that movie. Fred Durst. We we might have something special planned for that, but no promises because we gotta we gotta figure out our schedule coming yeah. up. Because holy shit, is the outlook for upcoming movies bleak right now? I think it's just this week and maybe the week afterwards. I don't know. It's just like there's nothing right now that well, I'm like I really need to get out to go see the last. Well, by the time this episode comes out, the last three weeks, nothing has come out. Except for like the week that the episode does drop. Yeah. Because then we would have just got like Hustlers, The Goldfinch, A Woman Running a Marathon. I can't remember <laughs> what that movie's actually called. <laughs> I don't know. We just had a dry spot in the beginning of September. There's like nothing coming out. Um, Ad Astra comes out in... That's the 20th. Yeah, so it's not this week, it's next week. Exactly. So we have to figure out something to do for For after this episode. Mm -hmm. But this episode, it, chapter dose. (laughs) Pennywise strikes again. Electric Boogaloo. The Empire. Nope, that's not it. The Pennywise strikes back. Mm. Return of the Clown. (laughs) Or Interdimensional Demon. Thing. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into all of that. We all float down here. <laughs> you hadn't watched the first one up until like two weeks ago. Yep. So I, I lent it to you. You lent it to me for a month. Yep. You were like, all right, try to watch this fairly quick so that I could like rewatch it before the movie came out. I actually did say that. <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> I got it back today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the day we're recording this episode. Yeah. But did you remember a lot of it chapter one? Yeah. Like, or yeah. just regular it? Mm-hmm. Classic it. Classic it. It cla- curry mitt. It zero. Curry mitt. Curry mitt. Curry it. Oh, curry. Like it. Tim Curry. Oh yeah. Well, there's that it. Yeah. See, I don't remember a lot of that it. 
you can buy it now on like blu-ray they like remastered it Ooh, yeah i i picked it up today actually in best buy when i went to go pick up john wick and kiss me fat boy i remember that (laughs) i I picked it up though and i was like man maybe i should get this and i was like you watched this like last year or whatever it was i watched it before it part one came out okay and i remember being like oh shouldn't have watched this again why did it fuck you up no it's i think it's a little dated oh yeah yeah i could totally see that but hey man they were working with the best that they got there's a picture though from the behind the scenes on the set of the original it and it's tim curry have you seen it with him holding an umbrella and smoking a cigarette but yeah. he's in the full pennywise thing i really want that on a t-shirt yeah that's a cool picture yeah and, <laughs> and speaking of t-shirts we have t-shirts we have merch we have all sorts of stuff that you can find at two dudes movie reviews.com whoop whoop <laughs> whoop whoop all my juggalos out there <laughs> all the swampies i'm sure there's a huge crossover of swampies and juggalos probably i mean i believe it i would love to find out how many of our swampies are also juggalos or juggahos i don't I know was, i thought it was juggalettes i don't know i just made up juggahos it sounded better <laughs> if it fits better as like a mashup name mashup name yeah you know how it is but yeah go to todosmoviereviews.com you can find all of our episodes written reviews and our merch shop and the good thing about checking out our merch shop is you get a sneak peek at what kind of awesome stuff you could win if you enter our fucking giveaway mhm you leave us a five star written review on iTunes and you get it yourself entered into a into a nice little contest where we get to just pick a name out of a hat we still have hats in here yeah. For, the, for the occasion. Mm-hmm. The same hat that we pulled our first little raffle out of. Correct. And uh, yeah, we'll send you a nice little swag pack for uh, spreading the love for us. I like that, that phrase, swag pack. Swag pack. Yo, peeps, check out my swag, swag pack. <laughs> Brah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We got are a gonna fanny s- pack on. We're going to send you a 12-pack of Monster Energy drink. It's nothing <laughs> to do with pack. our show. We're going to sign each can. Speaking of uh, Juggalos, um, I watched that movie Family. I told you about oh yeah 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 I didn't yeah. realize that was about juggalos um it, it's not really about juggalos like that's a point in the movie that's part of the plot is basically the girl meets a juggalo and then like she's like oh these are my friends yeah. but like there's none no insane clown posse stuff until like the last like 20 minutes of the movie oh but the parts that are in it I thought were pretty funny and okay yeah I, it was one of the movies that I was like I'm going to watch this. I have no idea what it, what it's about. It's probably going to suck because it's from this year. And then I was like, oh, that was actually enjoyable. Yeah. Well, you know what? Talking about ICP is on brand for this episode because clowns. Yeah. So that fits great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been playing a lot of games on this show. I actually prepared a game for us for later. So Ooh. a little sneak peek for that. But we're not going to get into the game stuff right now. I feel like I haven't really... Uh, talk to you too much this this week or since we last recorded our episodes i've been really busy lately i have been busy too what have you done get off my back (laughs) (laughs) no i I don't even tell you nothing (laughs) um you know closing down some pools now we're getting to the end of the season so Mm -hmm. i got some pool closings with my father nice but also i've been i've been flipping on ebay a lot of uh a lot of retro action figures oh yeah you told me you were you were starting that venture yeah reliving my childhood through uh, old toys i used to have and it's nice because it's like a way to collect them without keeping them in my house for too long. Because it's like I get them and I'm like, wow, this is so cool. I remember used to have this. All right, well, see ya. And you're, just mail it to somebody else. I was going to say, you're actually collecting uh, USPS tracking numbers. Yeah, that's really. Oh, dude, I got a fat stack. Fat stack. 
don't tell the government. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I mean, I've just been uh, just been doing that and the dad stuff. And you're working on this podcast mm-hmm. so much. I've been editing these episodes and, uh, you know, getting the word out as best as I can. It's uh, We haven't recorded in a few weeks because we were we doubled down when we did Peanut Butter Falcon and Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. Um, Ready or Not, I, I don't, here comes I don't, Peanut Butter Falcon. I don't like when we don't get together every week. It's, it makes me feel hollow inside. Yeah, man. The days grow long and lonely. Yeah. I mean, I do live with... <laughs> My wife and son. <laughs> but I'm so lonely. Well, I'm so lonely. <laughs> but you know what? What's interesting is a lot of times I see these movies by myself or we actually get a chance to go see movies together. Very rarely. Actually, this is the first time on the podcast we are reviewing a movie that the first time I saw it this year was with Megan. That is true, yeah, because you normally are like, I need you to see this. Yeah, I usually see it like opening day, and then like I go home, and I'm like, oh, we should go see this movie. And then she's like, okay, and then after the movie, she's like, what did you think? And I'm like, well, it's the second time I've seen it. She's like, you saw it already? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've seen everything. You can't catch me. But me and her went opening day. Oh, awesome. It might have, ooh, it might have been opening night. I don't remember. No, no, no. We went on Friday, Friday night. You got a jersey signed, didn't you? Yeah, that that Jack Hughes. Were you hyped? Yeah, I was real hyped. Me, nice. me. And I my... love John Hughes movies. So <laughs> we went up there. It was my brother's birthday, but we were hoping we're like, man, it'd be so sick if we could get Jack Hughes's autograph on, on our jerseys. Yeah, um, which we got already. We, they played three games over the course of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the second game that we went to, he didn't play, but he was sitting like kind of in the crowd near us. And I have gone to this event before, and I told my brothers, I was like, we should go up now. Just be those assholes and, and like yeah, ask them it. ask them while the game's going on like hey can we get our an autograph and they're like no I don't want to do that and I was like let's let's just do it so I got up during the game and I went, we went over to him and he signed all our jerseys he was, he was really nice but then as soon as we left they put a security guard next to him they're like no fuck that shit so we, oh, see we, yeah. yeah so we were lucky but yeah, that's no. the way to do it because honestly what's worst case scenario he's like oh I'm sorry no I can't right now and you go okay yeah but best case scenario he's like yeah sure yeah I don't give a fuck I'm just sitting here. <laughs> One, two, three seconds. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Get it, get the fuck out of my face, weirdos. <laughs> You're like 30. Like, well, that's what, that's what Ryan said. There should said. be like six-year-old kids coming up and asking. Like, that's what Ryan said, too. He was like, it's not like we're like little kids that are going to be like, hey, Jack, can I get your picture? We're like 30 du- 30-year-old dudes with beards. <laughs> like, hey, man, drove yeah. all the way from Jersey to see that you play. <laughs> hey, bro, can you sign my jersey? <laughs> Was this for your son? <laughs> no, it's for me. <laughs> I don't have kids. You're my kid now. <laughs> but no, it was, it was a good time. It was really cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Hey, I love the devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really care about Zzz. I don't really care about hockey. But I've said before, if I had to support any team, it would definitely be the one sporting a devil. Yeah. Hell Although yeah. it's not for Satan. It's for the New Jersey devil. Yeah, but isn't that related to Satan in some way? No, I think it's supposed to be like some sort of weird demon thing that they found in Jersey. Oh, okay. There's a whole bunch of like weird lore. You guys outside of New Jersey who have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, just Google it. It's yeah. 2019. You can Google it. <laughs> some demon thing? Some fucking demon thing. It's similar to like an Arby's or something. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Arby's? Nobody likes Arby's. <laughs> is Arby's a demon? It could be. Their meat is you know pretty what I- rancid. <laughs> you know what I like about Arby's is their social media accounts. Have you seen Have you seen the stuff they do on there? No. They they just like troll people and it's really good. Like they troll like other companies. Them and Wendy's. I feel like they can't troll. Their uh, slogan is "We have the meats." 
That's not even. We not even have the meats. <laughs> not even proper grammar. It's like, yeah, bro. Look at my pants. I also have the meats. I bang. It's not that kind of show, guys. <laughs> Morning shock jock shit. Uh, there's nothing I love more than a fast food joint with sass. <laughs> Dude, have you seen the Wendy's stuff too? No. Wendy's just goes out there roasting people. What? So so when IHOP was doing that IHOB publicity stunt where they yeah. were like, we're not going to be International House of Pancakes, we're going to be International House of Burgers. They were tweeting a lot of stuff too and like people roasting them and whatnot. And Wendy's tweeted something at them just being like, oh, welcome to like our territory like you're treading on our turf <laughs> and then ihop was made some sass comment back to them so then wendy's said to added ihop i'm not worried about the restaurant that decided pancakes were too hard to make <laughs> <laughs> i'm like holy shit whoever runs wendy's Damn. social media is a fucking beast <laughs> savage as the kids say lit dab <laughs> for, for the listeners who obviously can't see us i did just dab whip whip nay nay oh <laughs> i can't do the occur thing but Yep, there you go. Okay. Just throwing it to you. <sighs> oh, man. I'm going to jump through that window now. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to see a Cardi B movie, apparently. It probably will. Dude. Okay. Okay. How the fuck is Hustlers at, like, an, in the mid-90s on Rotten Tomatoes right now in a movie like The Goldfinch? I mean, I'm basing this solely on both of their trailers, but The Goldfinch is at, like, a 30. Yeah. <laughs> that movie looked, like, artsy and interesting, but- and then Hustlers is just, like, we going to take money from rich men. Look at our pussies. Like, <laughs> Cardi B and I, fucking J-Lo and like. I'm, I mean, if the movie's getting really good reviews, I'm assuming that it actually is good. I mean, I'm going to go see it. That being said, it's kind of like the third movie of its kind to come out in the last year because last year we had Widows. Then a few Wasn't months ago, we, we had a movie called The Hustle this year. Yeah, I, I guess that is similar also. So I'll, I'll count that in there just just to make my point more more relative. More potent. <laughs> more, more, yeah, but that's what I meant, more potent. But basically, uh, we had Widows last year, then The Hustle this year, and then also The Kitchen. Isn't The Kitchen oh, yeah, kind of similar? Yeah, it, yeah it's kind of a thing. It's like women taking it back from the men and like kind of, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean like- That movie wasn't that great. No, I know. And The Hustle was very bad also. Yeah. Widows is pretty good though. Okay. But, you know, I was surprised. And The Goldfinch, I watched that. I'm like, man, that's going to like- that's gonna be nominated for shit because that looks we were like Oscar, it was Oscar bait. It looks like Oscar bait, and then it comes down and it's like the Goldfinch, more like the gold shit. <laughs> but it's still gold. That's a nice shit. Just plated. Yeah, gold plated <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, we're living in an interesting world. There was a there was another time where there was some movie coming out, and we were like, how like Angry Birds was ranked higher than some other movie that was coming out there that we were like excited was for. Was it Scary Stories? Is that what maybe, it was? Maybe, maybe, but... <laughs> oh, I told you, I saw Angry Birds. It wasn't that bad. I wanted to see it. It's really not that bad. The animation is good. The story was, like, concise and actually, like, pretty solid. Like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like, we put up a poll way long ago about, like, if we should do Angry Birds 2 or Secret Life of Pets 2. And then, spoiler alert, we did neither of them because just better movies came out, <laughs> we, luckily. We saw, well, I haven't seen Angry Birds yet, but we both saw Pets. Yeah, but I I did not like Secret Life of Pets, too. I think I failed it because it was such a step down from the first one. But I really liked the first one, and I hated the first Angry Birds movie. And then they totally flipped the script on me 
Second one comes out. I don't like Secret Life, but Angry Birds 2, I was like, I fucking like this. Or I don't like it. I'm not buying it. But <laughs> I had a good time, and my son loved it. Yeah, I mean, you were going crazy for it. You were doing, like, the warm up the aisle and stuff. That's how much you liked it. I was spanking it. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> it's an Angry Birds movie, too. Yep. <laughs> You sound like a woodpecker. Well, I had a woodpecker, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> now I can't do it. <laughs> I lost it, man. I lost my Pennywise. I, I lost you know, it. the way to get into it is to start with talking like him, but it's weird because sometimes he goes up and sometimes he goes down and he has like that that monster thing in his, in the back. You can't. We all float down here. <laughs> Pennywise, the dancing clown. Don't, don't try and pigeonhole Pennywise to one thing because as well, we've seen thing. Yeah. yeah as we've seen he'll it'll be a lot of things he'll be so many things he'll be using a lot of CGI programs <sighs> we'll talk about that but before we talk about that there's a little place I would like to take us it's a place not too far away we're already on the east coast it's Arby's it's Arby's <laughs> spoiler alert it's Arby's <laughs> is there an Arby's by us no there's only one way to find out so what I did was I inflated 99 Luft balloons. That's red balloons for those who are not German or fans of Goldfinger because they covered 99 red balloons. Correct. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. But I inflated 99 red balloons with the finest of heliums. Yes. And we're just going to grab onto the strings and it's going to float us because we all float mm-hmm. down here. Correct. On the futon. <laughs> the futon's floating. The floton. <laughs> and new addition to the, po- the furniture podcast <laughs> yeah the floaton <laughs> oh my god and you float on it yes but it's a it's a futon that floats on wait is it like a boton like it's a boat like it floats on water or floats through air and the boat is on the water right the boton 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 torpedoes Ooh. What are we doing here? <laughs> we are dumb. going all the way to the trailer park. <laughs> what are we talking today? We are talking the lighthouse. Now, you might be asking yourself, Sky and Colin, you fucking idiots. Sky, Colin, what are you doing? Why are you doing the lighthouse in the It Chapter 2 episode? Why? What's the correlation? Why? Well, It Chapter 2 <laughs> takes place in Maine, and Maine has lighthouses. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> the listener. Why? Hey, that's a step up from the swampy voice yeah. I gave him to originate the swampy Why are you guys doing the lighthouse if you do it in It Chapter 2, you, <laughs> you slimy bastards? <laughs> Sky and Colin, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know what swamp is. Five star review. All right. I'm going to break out some high school English class stuff and just Uh-oh. bullshit my way through this. Okay, let's do it. All right. So, this looks like it's like transcendent. In this... the way that Stephen King's book and the Tim Curry made for TV movie was transcendent to horror. Absolutely. And that's why we're doing The Lighthouse. Yeah. It, you know, it's coming from a place of passion. And stylized realism that almost holds a mirror up to society, similarly to the way that Stephen King poured his dark heart and soul out to the 1,300-something pages of the novel It by Stephen King. Yeah. This movie 
also feels like that. I forgot where I was going with this. Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, no, we're doing The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. We do a lot of A24 on this show. Because, honestly, they're the best studio. They slap hard. They do slap hard. That being said, I have watched Under the Silver Lake. I got a big question mark on that movie. So if any of the Swampies have seen it, please message me. I want to talk about it. I gave it an F question mark <laughs> because I don't know if I would fail it, but it was the first time I watched an A24 movie and I was like, they finally did it. They made a stinker. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I can't even have a discussion with Sky. So yeah, if anyone has seen it, you should definitely hit us up. Yeah. You can tell me I'm an idiot. I just, you know what? Maybe some movies just aren't for me. I'm going to tell you, speaking of not for me, I have a feeling this movie will not be for everybody. Oh, no. It looks weird as fuck. It does look weird as fuck. And it looks like my kind of weird as fuck. Yeah. Robert Eggers is the um the director on this. Yep. Made it, The Witch. Yep. Okay. That was also A24, right? Yeah. The Witch was also A24. And I was going to say, that's another movie where- Super divisive. It, yeah. you t- Some yeah. people you talk to and they're like, man, The Witch, man. The Witch, man. The Witch, man. The Witch, man. I'm like, is it a witch or is it a man? Come on, tell me. Which man is it? <laughs> But no, the the witch is really good. Um, yeah. But some people they don't like it because they're dumb. But you know what? Um, That's a lot of A twenty four's films too. Because I know people who are like, I don't like the Disaster Artist. It wasn't funny. And then there's us who are like, you're stupid. That movie's amazing. Yeah. And then same thing, Hereditary. Like, there's a lot of people who hated Hereditary. Wrong. Yeah, you're just wrong. Some opinions are just completely wrong, which is why I'm questioning my feelings on Under the Silver Lake. I'm like, maybe there's something I'm missing or a piece of the puzzle I'm not seeing. Mm-hmm. I I just think it's stupid. The way I described it to you is it. I'm pretty sure when they were writing that movie, everybody working on it had a brown paper bag that they were farting into, and in between every line, they were just sniffing their own farts. <laughs> That's that fucking movie. Uh, Max Eggers, though, I'm pretty sure he yes. is the brother of Robert. I'm assuming they're they've written on like a bunch of oh, movies okay. together. So, but yeah, he's like the I guess the um, first credited writer on this, and then Robert's the other one. Got you. But man, like, this is this is kind of crazy. Because look, it's a writer and director who are both brothers. Mm-hmm. And then the cast is literally three people. Oh, I didn't even know there was a third. All I knew was Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. There's, and the, the other person that's in it, they're playing Mermaid. So I'm assuming oh. it's not like a real character. It's yeah, it's going to be something weird. Yeah, so like, dude, this is, this is probably like... 10 people at the most on set on, on each yeah. day like that's kind of crazy dude robert pattinson he's just coming seemingly out of nowhere and doing well i mean we don't know how this is but it looks very like art housey and it looks like intense he's just doing like kind of crazy movies i just he's, saw he's only doing good I, I would say either good or great stuff right now yeah, Maybe, I, or I, at the very least, just different. And he's doing a lot of stuff with A24. Yeah. I, mean, I finally just saw that movie that he did uh, with, with like his brother. Good Time. Good Time. So Dude, good. That movie's crazy. It's awesome. I though. loved that. And that's not even a 2019 film, but I've been going back and watching now movies from like 2018 and 17 that, one, that, that I missed. 17. Yeah. yeah. But holy shit, he's really good in it. And he like just becomes another person. And you hate him so much in the movie, <laughs> especially when he starts making out with like a 15 year old. Yeah, that, I, that part when I remember I was seeing it in the theater, 
I was in the theater when I saw that, and he, that happened, and I heard a bunch of people in the theater like audibly gasp, like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah!" Because up until that point, you don't dislike him really. Like, he's definitely not looking out for his brother's best interest. But like, yeah, that's a turning point. Yeah, and then this year he did High Life. Yep, I still got a very still gotta watch artsy. That. I mean, he was he's been signed on for um, Batman. Uh, Batman. Uh, he's in Christopher Nolan's new movie Tenet. Oh right, dude. He's, yeah, he's on. He's on. He's on one right now. He is very much separating himself from his his Twilight run. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I've because I've mentioned <laughs> your <him>. smell. <laughs> <laughs> You're glittering. Is that a word? Glittering like a diamond. <laughs> I talk to people all the time, and I'm like, oh, you know, Robert Pattinson. He's in the highlight for using good times. Like, uh, they people like scoff at it. They're like, yeah, they write him off. Yeah, and I'm like, no, you need to watch him because he's actually like. I feel like he went through the thing that a lot of people go through where you play like an iconic character. I don't really want to call Twilight iconic, but you know what I mean? It's like, it was a huge part of the, like the popular lexicon, yeah. the, especially for like the mid two thousands. Like, like you, there's certain actors where it's like you play a character for so long and then it's hard for you to get cast in other things right? because people just associate you with that character. Right. And I feel like he took some time off and now he's just doing stuff that's like really like underground and he's kind of like building up his credibility Oh, for sure. But like, I'm watching all these movies, and I'm like, damn, he can really act. Yeah, he can get fucking intense. Yeah, and we're not even talking about Willem Dafoe either. Yeah. Death Note, come Ooh, on. Everybody, <laughs> yes. The spot-on adaptation of the... I think the movie came first, honestly. Well, if... <laughs> it was so much better than the original. I was going to say, first or second doesn't matter, because it's better. <laughs> like, just is. Somebody fight me, at me on that one. But... We all know him as the Green Goblin. Yeah. yeah. Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> people, like, again, like, I think some people kind of, I don't think shit on Willem Dafoe, but I think they kind of typecast him as, like... A demon? Yeah, like... That, it's because that, his face is shaped like that already. But he was recently nominated for an Oscar. Like, he's also a great actor. He's he was nominated, nominated for, um, for tons of Florida Project. Right, right. Yeah, no, he's... I mean, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. No question about it. You want, you want intense... There it is. They also have very interesting faces structurally. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? They have very defined features. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Especially Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you make that sound and you see his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to start start up this trailer? Yeah. Let's. And by the way, we were watching the first one. Yes. The first the, I've seen both trailers now. Yeah. Second one looks way weirder, but let's, let's get into this yeah. one. I did this one because the second one I watched and I was like, I don't think people want to listen to this. Like just the audio in it. Oh, because it's, it's just them going yeah, over, over and over again, shouting yeah. at each other. There's the lighthouse. I get it. <laughs> What's a timber man? What's a timber man? <laughs> Just looking to earn a living. It's like any man. Starting new. On the run. Black and white. Very artsy. And it looks like they're pulling a page out of mid-90s book. And they're they're not doing the uh, widescreen aspect ratio. It looks like they're going old school on this. Which is very cool. It's different. It sets itself apart from other films. So he's digging a grave. This, opposed to like mid '90s though, mid '90s did it a little bit, but this looks like it was not only filmed in an old school way, but also the audio was recorded. 
that way as well. Like, yeah. If you listen to the audio in this, it doesn't sound like crystal clear like today's movies. Right. And even some of the ADR looks slightly off. And that could add to a very interesting experience. Even just looking at a lot of the imagery in this, it looks kind of bananas. Five weeks, two days, help me to recollect. So weird. Yeah, it is weird. It almost makes me feel like it's going to be a thing where, like, the lighthouse itself has some sort of supernatural qualities where it's almost like like a purgatory type thing. Like, especially with the stuff he's saying at the end, he's like, how long have we been here? Like, five weeks, two days? Mm -hmm. And Robert Pattinson's just not even responding, and he almost looks like totally zoned out and and especially with what you said about a mermaid and like what mermaid lore is and like how it lures sailors into the depths of the sea and like drowns them and stuff but yeah this it looks weird as shit and it looks like it's going to be really like claustrophobic because it's pretty much just taking place on this small island with this one lighthouse that they are both living in this is hard to pin down too because the buzz on it originally was like there's a black and white horror movie called the lighthouse coming out with robert pattinson and willem dafoe and i was like okay that's cool on imdb it has this movie listed as a drama fantasy horror mystery wow (laughs) and if you watch the second trailer it has a line in the, in there, like how it comes up on this one, like an instant classic and stuff like that. Yeah. On the second trailer, it comes up and it says um, basically like that it's a dark comedy. Hmm. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> See, I like movies like this where it's like you cannot pin it down because I feel like that is the best way. Now I am going to sound like I'm sniffing my own farts, but like for art to imitate life, life is this mix of fun and dread. And it's like, there are moments where you can laugh and then the next minute you can cry and you can be afraid or you can be angry or, you know, like it has ups and downs, life Mm -hmm. ebbs and flows. So it looks very confusing. I I have no idea what this movie's about. No, I don't. Not a fucking clue, especially from this trailer. It's super, (laughs) it's super cryptic and I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm intrigued when I hear about the actors who are in it. But then watching this trailer, I think I saw this trailer when I went to see Peanut Butter Falcon would have been the first time. And I was like, oh, opening day. I got to see this. This looks so fucking cool. Yeah, this is this is an opening day for me. Also, like I'm very excited for it. Also, we mentioned it on our Peanut Butter Falcon episode when we did Honey Boy. I was like, this might be the first time that we've ever done a movie that has a Rotten Tomato score. This also has a Rotten Tomato. Is it 100? Uh, it's not 100, Uh-oh. but it has more reviews than Honey Boy. Okay. I think Honey Boy was like mid-30s. Yeah. This has almost 80, and it's had 93. Wow. Yeah. That's really good. Yes. Oh, man. I am so excited for this movie. I really hope we get this by us. This I one- I think we will. A- A24 has been coming- they, You know, they've been getting their releases out. Yeah. Because I think A24 is still considered maybe like more indie. Yeah, they definitely and, are. And I mean- all their movies that have been coming out, I've been able to see in, in our theater, which isn't like a huge theater. I've seen, you know, right. just off the top of my head. We got it, Midsummer. Mid- Midsummer, Hereditary, Lady Bird, Mid-90s. Like, that's all just in the last year. Yeah. So. Very cool. I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, there's not really a lot to, like, extrapolate on this because it is only, like, an, a minute 40 second trailer or something like not that. Not even. It stops before that. It stops at, like, a minute 20. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It looks so different, though, compared to everything. Oh, for sure. 
this is going to be a movie, I think, where I'm probably going to be disappointed by the audience score. <laughs> oh, I almost feel like not even looking at it. I mean, the fact that it's black and white is going to hurt it, I think, in general. Yeah, because people are stupid. Yeah, no, they. I. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Wizard of Oz crap. It was all right, except for like the first fifteen minutes and the last five. <laughs> Those parts were dumb. Use color, stupid. <laughs> I can't see yellows. <laughs> what if the movie was just made for dogs? Ooh, yeah. That explains the high pitch whistle sound throughout, exactly. throughout the soundtrack. That I can't hear. The Oh my god, how funny would that be as like a filmmaker to put like a song or a sound that only a dog can hear? So as a human, we're just watching it, we don't know it's there. But then when you buy the DVD or Blu-ray and you bring it home, if you have a dog at home, you start the movie and the dog's just like, oh and you're like, shut the fuck up, I'm trying to watch this movie and you don't understand what's going on. Well, yeah. Oh, that's genius. I'm looking at some of the stills right now on this. Like the octopus stuff? Is that like a... a that squid? looks like a... I don't know. It looks like a, well, two look, eyeballs. Well, look. There's like an octopus. There's an octopus and a crab. Or... And then it looks like one thing's wrapped around his neck right there. Yeah. But is that like a trippy thing? Or is that actually there's like an octopus in there? You, and like... you never know. It's actually 824. Not them specifically, but one of their movies, um, It Comes at Night, got a little bit of heat because they were showing things like that that look supernatural, and then all the things in the movie were dream sequences. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But, you know, super excited for this. This looks... We've talked on a few like different occasions. This movie looks so much different than everything else that's out there. This one really looks way different than everything else that's out there. Hell, yeah. You got anything else for it? I don't. Let's get the fuck out of here before we get tangled up by a squid. All right, man. We made it. We've made it. Now, something else we've made, more specifically I've made, is a little game for us to play. Nice. Now, I'm, I'm dancing around with two different names for it, but I think because we've talked about them earlier, I'm going to call this game the Infame Clown Posse. Fucking Magnus, how do they work? <laughs> I like that one. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I think I texted that one to you a while ago. That actually fits really well for this episode. We did not plan that. We are really good. We're just getting better and better every minute. Bring up Insane Clown Posse, then the Infame Clown Wow. Whoop whoop. <laughs> whoop whoop, everybody. So what's this game? This game I put together, it is simple. I will name you an actor or actress, and you will tell me if they have played a clown. Okay. I think I only did movies. I hope so. There might be some curveballs in here, though, so be ready. Okay. So, are you ready to clown around with me? Yeah, we can clown. (laughs) You down to clown? (laughs) I'm down to clown, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Magnets, how do they work? (laughs) Anyways, you've seen that, right? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, so uh, let's kick things off with John Leguizamo. Ooh, John Leguizamo. Uh, I'm trying to think of his movies. Yep, that's how that's how you would do good in this game. Well, or I don't know what his past professions were. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm gonna say John Leguizamo was a clown. He was nice. He was a clown in the movie Spawn. Uh, he played yeah. clown slash violator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also had a special, like a one man show called Ghetto Clown. Oh, I, okay. See, I but he know wasn't that. A, he wasn't a clown in that. It's just the name of his one man mm-hmm. show. But I have seen Spawn. So, so cool. good job. One for one. Nice. Nice. Some of these might be easier than others, but we'll see. Okay. Shane Farberman. Shane Farberman. I'm going to say he was. He was. 
Yeah. He plays the clown on stilts in Billy Madison. No. <laughs> hey, I bet you thought that <laughs> I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's him. You got it. All right. Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. Oh, man. I I feel like he has definitely played a clown before, but I feel like he also just looks like a clown. Wow, that's mean. <laughs> I'm telling him you said that. Hold on. Zach? Yeah. You'll never believe what Colin just said. I don't have his number. <laughs> I've got his email, though. Yeah. It's going to take a few minutes. It's to literally get just Zach Galifianakis at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say true. Yeah, he plays the Joker in Lego Batman. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yep. damn, that was a good, good one. Yep. Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. False. Damn it. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You're crushing this. Famed character actor Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy. Um, do you know who he is? Uh, what what I know the name. What has he been in? He's uh in Tommy Boy. He's Chris Farley's dad who dies in the beginning. Okay. He's also in. He's in a. He's in like over a hundred something movies, yeah, but no. he's he's a character actor. Okay, um, I'm going to say false. Fuck you, man. Yeah, yeah, he's not a clown. <laughs> Good job. I'm at a hundo p. Yeah, you are crushing this All game. Right. Another guy, kind of a chameleon, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Ooh. Okay. Um. Damn. I'm gonna say true. He was not a clown. No? Okay. Nope, has not been a clown. He that was. He was in the Dark Knight. That's but that has a clown, the, in, a clown it. in it. That's, a, that's how I picked him. I just okay. He's clown adjacent. Okay. All right. So finally got you on one. Yeah. Jesus. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Oh, I have no idea who that is. I'm gonna say true, just because I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's Shakes the Clown from 1991. It's a movie called Shakes the Clown. Okay. He directed that too. He also directed uh, World's Greatest Dad with Robin Williams. Oh. I've never seen that. I've heard of it, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you should watch that one. Never seen it. It's fucked up. Is it? Re- really fucked up thing about that? I watched that movie, the not the day that Robin Williams died, but within like two days of his death. And that is the wrong movie to watch right after he died. Oh, you watched it afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I haven't seen this. It was on Netflix. And then I watched it. And you know how he died. He hung, yeah. hung himself. And... uh there's something very. Oh, cl- I know what. Movie there's something this is closely now. related to that yeah. in the movie, and mm-hmm. it twisted my stomach in knots because with his, I with didn't, his son in the movie, right? Yeah, and I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So here I am in real life, knowing that he had just done this thing, and then I watch it in a movie where something very closely similar happens, and I was fucked up. From yeah, it. I I know what movie you're. Talking that was about a, now. that yeah. was a mistake. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan Castianeta. Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, or Castellaneta. But False. It's, who else? That's true. Okay. He's a clown. What was he clowning? He is Krusty the Clown from The Simpsons. That is awesome. Yep. <laughs> he is also the voice of Homer Simpson. Really? Yep. Well, a lot of the people on The Simpsons. There's really I, only, I know they double up. But yeah, there's only like six uh, voice actors on mm-hmm. The Simpsons, and they play the entire town. All right, so I got you on two of them. Two. Yep. Another famed character actor who, side note, in researching these, I had to look through every like every one of these actors like full fucking bios to find <laughs> out if they were a clown or not. Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. Yep. Famed from the Alien franchise and I'm gonna say say false. 
Yeah, no, he's not a clown. You're really good at this. Thank you. We've been getting a lot better at each other's games, games. lately. Yes. <laughs> All right. I think the first two we gave each other, though, were... Really hard. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were not being friendly to each other. All right, just uh, two more. Two more. All right. Sid Haig. Sid Haig, um, true. Yeah. Do you know who he is? No. <laughs> he's he's Captain Spaulding in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, oh, all okay. that. He's that crazy clown motherfucker. Actually, uh, Devil's Rejects was brought up at work today. Really? Coincidentally, yeah. All right. I got one more for you. All right. Let's see if you can figure this one out. Mark Hamill. False. No, he's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Joker. Fun fact about Mark Hamill that I learned today by going through his extensive IMDb. He is mostly a voice actor. Yeah. Like 95% of his career is voice acting. He is someone that when I was just saying, like, people play a role and they can't get a role after that because the perfect example is him with Luke Skywalker. Yeah, because like he doesn't show his face in any movies except for Star Wars. Everything else, he's a voice actor. He, he shows up... There's two movies recently where he's shown up in that weren't Star Wars. He showed up in Briggsby Bear. Uh, oh, I didn't even think of that. But Briggsby Bear and Kingsman. And okay. like every, both times he showed up, I'm like, what the hell are you doing out of your cave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you died. <laughs> didn't Ryan Johnson kill you? <laughs> he's actually living in a cave in Briggsby Bear, which is funny enough. <laughs> oh, there you go. But But fun fact about Mark Hamill that I learned today. Not only has he played the Joker, he's played Wolverine. Oh, and he voiced him in, in an anime? In X2, Wolverine's Revenge for PlayStation 2 in a video oh, game. Oh, okay. He that's played cool. Wolverine. I kind of like that he does video game like voices. He does I think a that's lot cool. of video yeah, games. Yeah, he does. He's, he's a couple characters in like Spyro or something. Also, Gary Oldman is in Spyro. That's really odd. Yeah. He <laughs> plays like in Incinator or something like that. It's some play on Incinerate. Yeah. Like, Incinerator. Yeah, probably a bad guy. Incineroar. Incineroar, because Gary Oldman's yeah. good at playing bad guys. But yeah, you nailed that game. You only got two wrong. You should have been like, uh, should have been like, okay, Heath Ledger. <laughs> yeah. I was, I Joaquin almost, Phoenix. I almost <laughs> only Nicholson. did people who played the Joker. <laughs> and it just do... I was almost going to do it where every single one of them was someone who played a clown. And eventually you would have been like, all right, they can't all be clowns. So this one has to be false. Yeah. You might have gotten more wrong if I played that trick on you. <laughs> You'd be like Jared Leto. And I'd be like, sure. And you'd be like, uh, no, no, he played he, a cocaine he, dealer. Yeah, he played a crackhead. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? He's like, what is, what's the one line? He says, hubba hubba or something like that. A hunka hunka. Hunka. That's what it's a hunka hunka. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I really wish I could play the Joker again. Well, none of us do. do. No, did bad. you, you know what? Relating to It Chapter 2, did you get to see the trailer for Birds of Prey? Yeah, that was cool, right? The only way you can see it yeah. is by going to see It Chapter 2 I right now. I said to Ron, you know what's cool about that too? Because I knew that came out because that played at Comic-Con. Oh, okay. And I saw on Twitter like Comic-Con uh, Birds of Prey trailer. So I was looking for it. Like can't a day it. or two before that, and I was like, can't find it. Like, I, fuck, I would really like to see that. And I'm yeah. sitting in the theater, and it says Warner Brothers, and I'm like, all right, nice movie star. And then it's and like then it DC, DC, and I was like, oh no, this movie, no, what happened? Yeah, and then, and then I thought I was Megan and I were talking about it. She's like, I didn't know this was DC, and I'm like, it's not. And I'm like, maybe after the first movie, they made a an that's it what that's what comic? I thought Some, something, yeah. But then Harley Quinn comes out, and I'm like, Margot Robbie, you sneaky bitch! I loved you in Ready or Not. <laughs> so good so good no uh, that was cool though i I really like that studios are doing this now because it was the same thing with tenet Mm -hmm. the only way you can see it is by going to see the kitchen now horrible movie to 
tag it with, but it was still very cool for me who went to see that shit movie anyways. Mm-hmm. But that's a cool idea because I think a lot of, you know, we'll, we'll get into it probably a little bit with this, but there's a lot of movies now where the trailer shows you too much and the trailer's on the internet and it's getting picked apart. Like there's so many trailers where there's like the, the trailer breakdown and they go through yep. like 99 Easter eggs on it and stuff like and that. Stuff like, like I think a lot of... It was it was almost cooler going to the theater as a kid and experiencing the trailer in the theater for the first time. Right, and you like, don't see it on TV. Yeah, like I remember, I actually remember when I was a kid seeing the trailer for the Phantom Menace and being like, "Oh wow!" And being yeah. like, "Holy shit!" Like as a not kid, not knowing that was coming. Yeah, like there's something really cool about that, and yeah. it doesn't happen anymore. So I actually like that they're doing these almost like exclusive to the movie trailers. Yeah, it's a little bit more exciting being in the theater, not knowing what you're gonna see. Now that being said, the trailer didn't do anything for me. It's it's like it's the definition of a teaser trailer. Yeah, yeah, it really just it just showed you like Margot Robbie in like a weirdly like kind of foggy lit room, mm-hmm. a lot of pink, a lot of pink. What do you think about that extension on the title? Um, I kind of like it. Birds of Prey: The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Yeah, it just looks like if fucking Suicide Squad is <laughs> like amphetamine. This is just like ecstasy. Like it, it's just, I, it just, I don't know. It, it looks like bubblegum club trash. I think it is in some ways going for that. And based on how Suicide Squad was, I'm not like super pumped for this movie. Right. But I don't know. The little subtitle seems like they're having fun with it, which I think DC has been doing a little bit better when they've gotten a little bit more like let's have some fun with some stuff because Shazam was a great time right they tried it with Aquaman it was just written like dog shit yeah and not funny Mm -hmm. but Shazam was really fun so yeah hopefully they're taking a turn but that's not what we're here to talk about man we're about to get into the shit now so speaking of things we were excited for I don't you know, not speaking for you, but for me, after watching the first it, very excited for this movie. This this was uh I would say top five for the year for me. Being yeah. like, man, I can't wait for it. You say that a lot. No, I do say it a lot. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> you're you're top five excited for a lot of movies. I'm top five. Honestly though, like going through like movies for the year, it was probably like us, Hollywood, mm-hmm. Endgame, this Spider Man, Glass. Spider-Man, maybe, and Glass, maybe. I don't know. But those four for sure, and then I think uh, later on in the year, Joker. Like, that's probably my top five. Oh, man. You want to talk about Buzz. Yeah, I know. We won't won't even get into that. We'll get into that another time. But yeah, so I was... I mean, I loved the first one. I thought the first one was so good. I really and liked it. I watched it twice in, in within like days of each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been telling you for a while, I'm like, man, you should really check it out. It's good. Egg boy. <laughs> My favorite part of the whole movie. Egg boy. Egg boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was, I was super excited for it. I was also very intrigued on how they were going to tackle this part of it. Yes. Because the adult part and a lot of the things that come later on in the story are even more far-fetched than a killer clown from oh, another yeah. from another dimension. Yep. And also, even with like, I mean, everyone loves the made-for-TV one, but even in that one, the weakest elements are the adult part. Yeah, for sure. So I was kind of like, I was really excited, but I was also like, I don't know how you're going to traverse through a lot of obstacles here. Now, let me pose a question to you. Do you think that the adult segment whether it be the book or the movie kind of doesn't have the same impact because it's with adults and maybe us seeing children in those positions. It's a little bit 
more terrifying or like you maybe sympathize or empathize with the children easier than you do adults. Cause like adults being afraid of a clown, you're kind of like grow the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, do do you think maybe just that age difference is what kind of takes away a lot of the impact? Um, I do, but at the same, well, I'll start with this. I do think so. Yes. I do think adults being the main characters makes it less scary. My favorite parts in this movie in terms of just like the like freaky visuals on screen are when it's usually a child being maimed. Yeah. That being said, I do like the first one when he bites off Georgie's arm. Oh yeah. It's that's like, I take it. (laughs) I was sitting in the the theater because like, that's kind of like a thing in movies where like, you don't kill kids. Like that's just yeah. something you don't do. You leave and kids if, alone. And if you do, you don't show it. And oh, they show it, and it is bloody as fuck. Yeah, and I know some people really didn't like that that scene in the first one because they were yeah. just kind of like, oh, it looked kind of like stupid. I loved it. Yeah, I like, liked it. He's like crawling, like it was brutal. And the blood trail yeah. behind him. And it, that's all like, oh, and that's that, all practical that, effects. That POV shot from up above, and With you his see hand. his arms slowly coming out of the drain. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful yeah beautifully done the i actually the way both of these movies start up are awesome oh as my my first note is uh no holding back straight out of the gate yeah they're just like guess what blood (laughs) yeah they went fucking i um one thing i do like about it and that whole sequence is in the book so like oh really yeah so like i i knew that was like coming like as soon as that sequence started i was like Oh, dope. You're, right like, you're actually gate. going for like, it. With them coming out from the fair and everything? Yeah. The one thing that I think is smart about that is they kind of don't really address it. They sort of do a little bit, barely in the first one, but it. a lot of people think that Pennywise just kills little kids. Right. So that sequence in the first one, in case you didn't pick up on the one line that they have in the first one, establishes no, like, Pennywise is just going to eat whoever the fuck he wants because he, he kills right. an adult in the beginning of this one. Right. Well, what's his name? Mark? Who the Mike? Mike. Mike. Mike Mike's talking about his like his grandfather has mentioned that like there's an evil in this in town. The first like, one. Yeah, like bad yeah. things happen to people in this town. So uh it never said specifically it, it goes after kids. But what was interesting to me, because I don't have a, a wealth of knowledge about the book, is that as a casual moviegoer, having just seen the first one, I was under the impression that adults can't see him because because the whole thing where like the blood in Bev's in the bathroom, like that iconic scene. And then her dad comes in and he can't see it. Like none of the adults can see these things that are left behind. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just under the, the impression that like children are the only one who could actually like see it. Well, I don't think so. It's to me, it's more so like Pennywise allows you to right. see him is right. it's like almost like, you're not going to see him unless Pennywise wants you to. Got you. Um, but like in general, his abilities and powers are vague. They're vague. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of, I think is a good thing because they explore a little bit more like the lore, I guess in yeah. the book. And like I was getting to before, there's some things that I'm going to the movie. I was like, kind of hope they cut that part out. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I have not read the book. I have done hours and hours and hours of research, though. Like, I've been up late reading synopsises and as much as I can. I really want to read the book now. Funny thing, I've probably watched every interview relating to this movie with the cast and everything. Bill Hader has, like, a really funny anecdote that I've only seen him tell in one interview. But uh, the guy asked him to do an impression of James McAvoy, who's sitting right next to him. 
and he's <laughs> and he's talking about like yeah the only thing i could really think of is i remember when we, i got the part and i'm talking to james mcavoy and he says something he's like oh did you read the book bill Hader's like no like i didn't i didn't reread I didn't reread the book. Like he's asking him about uh, tips for his character. He's like, I didn't reread the book. And he's James McAvoy's like, Oh, well, I read the book. <laughs> so, then, so he's like, I call the rest of the cast and I'm like, James read the book. They're like, yeah, I got the part and I read the book. You didn't read the book. And he's like, fuck no, I didn't read the book. It's like 1500 pages. <laughs> so apparently Bill Hader did not read, reread the book, the book before, before the movie, but everyone else in the cast did. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just going to say this now, just because we didn't even get into it, but, Let's go through the formalities real quick, just so we can yeah, hit, yeah, hit yeah. on the cast. But Andy Muschietti is the is the director on this, mm-hmm. and he's uh, one of the writers on it. I'm no, no, actually, no, he's not a writer on it. He's just a director. But his wife is like a producer on the movie. Is or she? Something. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he did the last it as we've said already. It was really good. He also did uh, Mama, which is a very unsettling horror movie. Okay. It's a little bit lower budget and uh, not Ma, not Ma, Ma. Yes, and he's actually working on an Attack on Titan adaptation. Okay. So we'll see. If it's anything as good as the Death Note adaptation, I'm on board. Exactly, I know. (laughs) Come on. Better than the original. Gary Daverman, though, is the writer on it, along with Stephen King, but I think Stephen King was more just that they were using his book. I don't know how much he actually contributed to it. Do you know? Yep, so in watching all these interviews, Stephen King actually said, he's like, I was really pleased with the first It, so he reached out to the director and was just like, hey, I, I really like what you guys did with that first one. If there's anything that you want, from me let me know and then the director was like yeah please like can you send notes on like kind of some things that you would want to see in in the in the follow-up so Stephen King gave him kind of like a list he's like here's a bunch of different things I think would be cool and the director's talking about it he's like when I looked it over what was really cool about his list was it didn't feel like I was getting a list from the creator kind of nagging at me like make sure you don't screw this this or this up it really felt like he was a fan and he's like he Stephen King almost wrote it as like, oh man, it would be so cool if you did this. Yeah. Like he was he was just excited to see what they did with it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool that Stephen King allowed them Some liberty freedom. to change yeah. things. But he was also like just being a fan of the director's work with the first movie that he was like, I would really like to see you guys explore more of this because like either he didn't get a chance to touch on it as much in the book, which is kind of crazy to think considering how fucking long the book is yeah (laughs) but but yeah so he did actually add notes to certain parts of the script oh that's cool yeah gary daverman like i was saying he has written really nothing that i would say is that good other than the first it yeah so maybe it's a good thing that stephen king was involved in this i don't know the first one was great but like looking at his track record he's done all the annabelle movies only one of which i would consider passable right and then the nun but a horror background but a horror background yeah but man, let's get into the cast. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Normally, I'm like, you might know it, this guy from this place. I can't even really do that. There's too many people. Yeah. But like... And a lot of them, it's like, you you know who they are. Yeah. James McAvoy, he plays Bill. Heard of him. <laughs> Jessica Chastain, she's older B- Beverly. Heard of her. Bill Hader is Richie. Heard of him. Isaiah Mustafa, he plays Mike. I haven't heard of him. He's done mainly TV up okay. to this point. So, and uh, I don't watch TV, so... And the same thing goes for Jay Ryan, who plays uh, growing up Ben. Yep. James Ransone, he plays Eddie. He was actually in Captive State. Yeah, I recognized him he when I saw him. He was also in Sinister, which is a pretty twisted horror movie that came out okay. like, at this point, like almost like seven years ago. Oh, wow. Um, he's an old boy. Oh, yep. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, the American old boy. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, as good. 
yeah, no. I know. I I looked it up actually because I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Jaden Martell, he plays young Bill. I don't know if you noticed him from anything. He's he was in the book of Henry. Okay, I didn't these, see that. These are all all the kids. The for kids the most returned. Part, yeah, yeah, all the kids come back, but they're all like for the most part like up and comers, and it was for the most part all of their like springboard into bigger things or Stranger Things for that matter. Oh. Well, no, Str- Stranger Things was was out first, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, we talked about him already. Shazam, yep, really like him. Finn Wolfhart, Stranger Things, in the Goldfinch also. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sophia Lillis, Beverly, Chosen Jacobs. He's the young Mike. And Jeremy Ray Taylor plays young Ben. And then I feel like last but definitely not least, you got to talk about Bill Skarsgård. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. He's fucking <laughs> amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Like, like seriously, he's really freaking good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, which it's a later note that I wrote for the movie, but it has nothing to do with the movie itself or the events of the movie itself. But I feel like it chapter two, you get you get to see a lot more Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I mean, like, I think we see more Pennywise in this movie than we did in the first one. I think you see more Pennywise, but not as much Pennywise, if that makes sense. Because you okay. see Pennywise as more creatures. Oh, right, right. You don't yes. see him as the clown as much. I don't think. Well, maybe, maybe I felt like I saw him more because there's so much more of this movie. Yeah. So long, dude. Because like you see, like. You see him in the sewer in the first one. You see yeah. him down in like the cave. You see him through like the, the house sequence in mm-hmm. the the first one. But then like a lot of the other times, it's like he's he's the leper. He's the woman in the painting. The headless it's, thing. The, he- the headless guy. Egg boy. <laughs> <laughs> Love like, it. I mean, you, I guess you do see him a lot. You see him very quickly in like the um, in like the bushes waving the the, the severed hand. hand. Oh, yeah, I laughed great. so hard for that. That was in the first one. Yeah, for anyone who's confusing there's we might have to shout out when we're talking about the first movie and the second movie (laughs) while we're talking about this but yeah and this one i feel like you see him like a lot more but you only see him as the clown a few times you see him in the beginning and a lot of the times they're kind of like flashes like the only like real like long sequence i would say you see of him as the clown is the one with the girl yeah under the bleachers yeah oh dude which is a great scene. Very good scene. Heartbreaking though. <laughs> I felt so bad for that little girl. Yeah, I know. That Mike, was cool though because you kind of saw like a different side of Pennywise. Like that was that was more like of like a cunning yeah, scene. Yeah, beat dude. Oh my god, Bill Skarsgård. So fucking good. Uh that drool's not CGI by the way. Uh, I know it isn't. And I've heard them talk about that too. The eyes. The eyes he can do that. Yeah. The whole smile like the way he moves his face and mm-hmm. whatnot like it's incredible what that dude is doing. Yeah. But the thing that I really like about the character Pennywise, and maybe this is something that it's kind of written into it, but the fact that he's really being satiated by their fear, not by physically eating the children. Well, it almost seems like they imply that the more scared a kid is, the, ta- the like tastier the, yeah. they are. So... I love that these kills because because that's something that we've talked about in relation to like superhero movies is like you hate when you see your villain kind of playing with their foe. Mm -hmm. But here it totally makes sense because it's kind of how he has to do it. Yeah. Like if he just jumps out and eats something, there's no fear in that because they don't know he's there. He has to draw them in and taunt them. But that moment with that girl and he's and they're counting down and he's like. 
because he's like, I could just blow blow your birthmark away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, one, two. And he's just waiting there, and he's just, his just eyes get low, and his mouth is open, that huge drool. And she's just standing there, standing there waiting, and he's just staring. And it's such an uncomfortable moment because they wait like five solid like Mississippis. Yeah. And it's just frozen <laughs> on him and that drool. And it looks, I'm like, oh, my God. And then she, Mid sentences, she's like, "You didn't say three. You just ah, chops her fucking face. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, such yeah. a good moment. To me, there's like three standout moments to this in this movie. Like three moments that I'm gonna be like, that was so good. Interesting. That, that was one of them. Okay, cool. Do you want to do you want to hit me with the other two, or do you want them to come up? Um, because I'm very interested to see if it's because I would probably say the exact same thing. Three moments for me stand out. That's that's one. Okay, I'm, we'll we'll do this. There's I want to go back to one thing, but okay. we'll do this. The 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 glass mirror maze. That's my number one. For yeah, this that's movie. that's that's my number one. Also, so cool. And and I said oh. this earlier with trailers. I wish that wasn't in the trailer, man. I was fine with it because they don't show you some stuff, but I think feel like. Not yeah. knowing they were going in there might have been a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But that, that was a reshoot, by the way. You know that? Really? Yeah. Thank God they did that. Yeah. Because something I've talked about like most recently on our Ready or Not episode is that sometimes, yes, trailers give away too much. But I like when a trailer shows you something, but then that scene happens in the movie and the context of it and the the extension of that scene surrounding that part from the trailer is so good that... It, it totally made it okay. So I knew they were going to go in there, but you don't know if they're, if he's going to get them out or whatever. But I, what they also don't show you in the trailer is the fact that Pennywise just bangs his head against that glass over and over again. It looks so creepy. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to go see this movie again just to watch that, that scene one again. Scene? It's yeah. so awesome. I said to my, my Ryan leaving, I was like, I was like, that's, that was my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah, so sick. Hundred percent. My other one is actually the beginning, the, the first scene in the in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not one, that's not one for me. See, I I love the way that it set just the whole tone of the movie, and yeah. I feel like it's like I said, it's also important because it's a an adult that he kills. Right. Uh, so for that, I was just like narratively, I was like, okay, that that was a really smart choice that you started the movie with this. It establishes some stuff. What's and, what's and your as other you mentioned, one? it's pulled from the book, which is it's just yeah. a good way to start things off when you're coming back mm-hmm. and staying true to the original. Yeah. So what was what was your third? My third. It's also something that was shown in a in like a flash in the trailers, but I just liked it better p- playing out. It's weird because the scene as a whole is 50-50 for me, but the thing that I really liked is in Beverly's journey back for her horcrux, which, <laughs> her is, horcrux, which yeah. is essentially, we'll get to like that kind of plot device of the movie, but not the stuff with the the old lady who turns into a monster, but when she's running and there's the human Pennywise mm-hmm. and he's putting on the clown makeup and then yeah. he like rips his face open. I really liked that and that aesthetic and that slow and he he's not even chasing her he's just sitting there and just being weird as shit yeah and just slowly painting himself and cutting himself i like, think they knew I really it. liked that i think they knew that that was gonna be like a money shot because it's yeah. how they end one of the trailers yeah but i also like that just because that was like the most bill skarsgård you got in the movie like oh that, yeah that, that it's is, like the only bill skarsgård yeah you got. yeah I mean, you get a lot of Bill Skarsgård just because he can do really weird shit with contorting his body and stuff. But like, right. you know what I mean? Like, that's where you're not, like, not a lot of CGI yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the one thing I wanted to say, just going back, I guess it kind of relates because we're talking about Bill Skarsgård, but I love the cast on this movie. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. All right. And so this is a perfect way for us to kind of loop back to like the beginning and like our actual natural progression of our episodes. Because <laughs> uh, talking cast, the adult versions of these kids, perfect. Yeah, it's really good. What's really insane to me, I wonder, I wonder if you agree with this. I think... They all did a really good job carrying on the characteristics of their child counterparts. The mannerisms of Eddie. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Number one with a bullet. <laughs> he is that kid. Yeah. Spot on. I think he is. He does the best job channeling the, the child actor in his character. I agree. But what's really crazy to me is how much the adult version of Stan, uh, Stan, Stanley. right? Stanley. Stanley. I, for a second, after watching the movie, because I didn't watch the, the credits or anything, I was like, I think they just aged <laughs> up the kid. <laughs> I This adult looks exactly like the kid. And when I watch, I watched interviews that was people, they were interviewing the child with their adult self from mm-hmm. the movie them next to each other, if you told me that the adult actor was just his older brother, I'd be like, yeah, obviously. It's a shame, too, because you really don't see that much of that character. <laughs> no, <so>. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you do not. No, but the Eddie character, spot on. Like, couldn't believe so, it. It was so good. It's awesome, too, because like I feel like everyone has paid so much attention to like like his character. A lot of people liked from the first one just because he was funny. Have you ever heard of a staph infection? <laughs> <laughs> you know what Greywater is? Uh, um, I love the gray water stuff. It's basically just shit and piss, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, everyone like you're going, going into this movie and everyone's like Bill Hader, James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain. And then like everybody wants to know like what happens with Ben because Ben's a fan, fan favorite character. Right. I feel like Richie gets kind of, I mean, not Richie, Eddie gets left in like the dust a little bit. And yeah. he was, he was such a standout to me. For and sure. then, and then Bill Hader surprisingly just destroys this movie. He's so oh, good. <laughs> he steals the scene every time. Yeah, he, there's so many parts where I was like, they dying give, they, they give him the, they give him the best lines. Him and, and Eddie are hilarious throughout this. Like, it's one one cool thing that that I actually kind of liked. So like, I guess they imply that that he's gay yes. and that he's always liked Eddie. Yeah, he's always kind of loved him. Loved it. Yeah, in love with him. And apparently that was like a fan thing that like fans like theorized for a while is they're like yeah. trying to like well uh, there's very subtle hints at it in the book but it's never fully said yeah so that was like something that they took liberty with and kind of did like a nod to the fans like which i think is also a reason so in the book the the opening scene is that based around like a homophobic attack yeah essentially oh it is mm-hmm. Okay, because afterwards I was wondering, I was like, did they add that as a commentary to later relate back to Richie's character and kind of like kind of show maybe the reason why Richie has kept it a secret for so long because he grew up in this town that is so bigoted and closed minded? Uh, I, see, I don't think that's why. Be- it works like that, though. It, it does work. I don't think that's why, though, be- just because they have gone through with the thing where like once you leave the town, you lose your memories. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's in the book. You You brought it up here. And we talk about how Stan's not in the movie for so long. I found a plot hole. I know it. <laughs> if everybody forgets about the events of Derry yeah. and their childhood, mm-hmm. why would Stan remember everything? Remember Pennywise? Remember that he feeds on fear? Know that he's not strong enough to face that. And if he goes, 
it'll slow down everyone else. Mm-hmm. So he kills himself. So um, it's a little bit different in the book and stuff like that. Okay. So in the book, like they make it in this movie, he kills himself like at the end. They're like, he's basically just like, I'm doing this because this is for the betterment of the group. Blah, because blah, blah, I blah. can't face like, Pennywise. And if we're not in it all together, a hundred percent, he'll be able to defeat us. Yeah. So like, then how the fuck did you remember if you moved away from Derry? So they, they make it that way in this, which is a plot hole. And I don't like that in the book. He's just so afraid that he's like, fuck no. Like, yeah, he's just not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to do it, but there's kind of a, I guess I guess it's a plot hole, but yeah, like it's different with like the book and stuff because I think they like forgot. I'll have to like reread it again, but I'm pretty sure that they they don't remember certain things. But I think like it this jogs their memory because when they get yeah. to Dairy, you know how like in this one they're in Dairy, they don't remember. Then they get like the they see penny, each other. The Pennywise memories get brought back, and they're like, "Fuck no, we we can't be here. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta go. get out." In the book and in the I think also in the made for TV movie, they're like they're there and they're like let's fucking they they thanos like, let's get this son of a bitch yeah. like like they, like they they know about it already so that was loose to me because i was like he's not supposed to remember i you know remember pennywise yeah he shouldn't be able to do that or just make it so they like like mike jogs their memory right you have to do something to make it because him just remembering yeah. doesn't make any sense exactly that was that was the standout thing and it's not even something i noticed while i was watching it but then like driving home i was like wait a minute yeah how the fuck did he remember i said the same thing to ryan i was like that makes no sense unless unless he circled his life around studying those events or something like that kind of like how mike did but mike stayed in dairy mm. to remember for the losers yeah no i don't think so yeah so that that is a little bit of a hold that's spoiler it's my biggest negative in the movie in terms of story okay it's not my biggest negative i actually have a huge negative Oh, wow. Yeah. A negative that actually drops my letter grade like a few notches. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, cast-wise, there's so many people to talk yeah. about. I don't think Mike's adult version was really a standout from this group at all. And shockingly, I don't feel like Jessica Chastain really brought a lot to this. In some ways, no. She has her moments and stuff like that, but there's a few characters in here where I care a lot about the characters but it's not so much what the adult version of them is doing. It's, it's because the, the first did. movie was so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing is I felt a lot more for younger Bev than I did adult Same. Bev. Yeah. And it's also it's also, it's also strange because. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's also strange. Um, They did some stuff, I think, to get you to feel for her more in this. Yeah. Like with like her abusive husband and stuff like that. Right. Which is also that's a, that's a change they made just like in general with her husband. Her husband is actually one of the few people in the cave with them at the end of the movie. Um, oh, really? Yeah. But uh, in, in like the book. Yeah. Stuff? Like in the yeah. book, he's supposed to be down there. They changed that. I felt more for her kid version. And then also like I love James McAvoy so much. Yeah. I almost felt like he could have he could have been a little bit better. Unfortunately, so. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really know if that's a knock so much because he was pretty good. But I just I feel like I hold him to such a high standard because like yeah. I see him in other things. And I'm like, Dude, this guy's fucking amazing. And then like or maybe what it is is just having such an ensemble cast that there are other people who are going to steal the show. I just I think that the actor playing Eddie takes away from James McAvoy's performance. And so does Bill Hader. And so does. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, all it's, the bills. It's it's also a, like a, a writing thing because there's so many characters in this movie and they want to give them all like their time kind of. Yeah. And I mentioned that the mirror maze sequence was a rewrite. It was a rewrite because 
James McAvoy said to the director, like, I don't think there's enough of like an arc to Bill in this movie. Like, you're not giving him enough to do. So yeah. that's why, like, it kind of makes sense. They wanted to give him that scene because it's almost like he's reliving Georgie again. Yeah, with, with that this kid. kid who lives in his old house and stuff yeah. like that. Which I thought was really cool. That was like yeah. a th- apparently like James McAvoy came up to um, the director and he was just like, "Hey." I don't think Bill has enough to do. Like, I think like something like this would be a good addition. And they wrote it in 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Great job. Yeah. But the Bill character for me in the first one was my favorite character, probably just because yeah. I felt the most, I, that character just resonates more with me. Just like stuff with his siblings and stuff like that. Yeah. So like I felt the most for him. So that continued along in this one, but I don't know if it was expanded on. I think I just, all my feelings towards the character were from him as a kid. Yeah, and and you know what? A big part of it, too, is it almost feels like for maybe 90% of the movie, he doesn't even remember Georgie. Like, it, it feels like he doesn't carry that guilt at all for the beginning half of the movie, and he doesn't really kind of reflect on that until he's climax. His, I was going to say, or like his totem part, like where he gets his bike and then he goes back to his house, and then yeah, stuff starts the horcrux. Back. Yeah, yeah the, that's when he finds so sees his house. That feels like the first time he's like, "Oh yeah, I used to have a little brother." Yeah. Oh yeah, he died. Oh, that was Pennywise. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> like, so not having that driving force, like I almost feel like if anybody didn't forget, it should have been him. Like yeah. he should have held on to it for longer because he's missing a family member. Mm-hmm. From it, so yeah, I don't know. There was something missing for me. For I think his the character. I think the missing memories thing could have been something that they cut from the movie, and yeah. it probably would have helped because it also kind of like makes sense. Like he's like a horror director, or not like he writes like movies and stuff. But it, or if you but, just lo- lost your memories of Pennywise specifically, yeah, like you can remember like oh my brother died when I was young, but for some reason like there's just like a lot I don't remember from back then, and it's just foggy. I just remember. My, my brother going missing. Yeah. But not knowing why. And then you come home and you're like, it was that fucking clown. <laughs> let's get this son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, let's kill this fucking clown. Oh, that was a great moment too at the end. Mm-hmm. And they're going to the house and he's like, well, Richie said it best last time we were here. He's like, what is it? He's like, you're going to lose in a dick measuring contest or something like that. Yeah. He goes through like three different lines that he didn't say. He goes, let's kill this fucking clown. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, yeah. Like, That's the one. He's like, yeah, let's kill this fucking clown. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, dude, Bill Hader's amazing in this. I, I saw a few people being like, this movie is great because it's proof that Bill Hader can act. <laughs> I was like, um, Have you seen Barry in, <laughs> on HBO? That show's great. I'll get into my negative, I guess, because we can talk about this because it's a, it's, a, it's a big part of the movie. Okay. I mentioned earlier that there's some things they changed in the movie. Yes. Now, I'm also going to say this. This is almost like an oxymoron, but I think if you've read the book, it actually helps certain things out like i think you'll like the movie even more if you have read the book because there's certain little like nuances and certain things in there where you're like oh that's cool like i know what's going on that they don't explain uh i'll I'll mention a few later but the movie leaves a lot more mystery to the backstory yes and there's certain things where there isn't as much mystery if you've read the book right or maybe not even mystery it's just there's some things that might seem dumb but if you've read the book, you'll know what's going on. Yeah, and, and, if, you read, and if you read the book, you'll also know that it's not very cinematic, Yeah, the, the ending. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is funny. They kind of make a joke over and over again with yeah, Bill's, Bill's character. And, yeah, his he, he writes novels, and everyone's just like, oh, well, your endings suck. Yeah, I think it was a little jab. Not a jab, but I think it was like a tongue-in-cheek way of being like the ending to 
it the book yeah. is, isn't as good as the rest well, of it. Well, also a lot of Stephen King's writings, like almost none of his books ended on a happy ending. Yeah. So and that's basically the thing with like Bill, like everybody's just like, well, ending sucks. He's like, yeah, not everything ends perfect for everybody. Sometimes it ends and everything went wrong for them. You know what I mean? Also, I didn't pick up on this, but someone told me the guy who sells on the bike and the pawn shop. Yeah, that's, that's Stephen, Stephen King. King. Yeah, I didn't even pick you up didn't on know that. No. Oh, dude. Someone told me that the other day. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, another another author who's in this movie, Dean Koontz. Oh, really? Who's he? He plays the security guard at the mental hospital oh. who's watching like videos yeah. on his phone or whatever That's when cool. um when Bowers mm-hmm. breaks out. There's also a line in the movie where he takes a shot at Dean Koontz as well because they kind of have like a friendly competition between the two of them and they take shots at each other all the time. Uh, so I thought that was really, really interesting. That's cool. But yeah, it's funny because Stephen King's the one who tells him too because he's reading his book. He's like, oh, you want me to sign your book? He's like, no, nah, it's all right. He's like, the ending's not great. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. But no, the, the thing that I, that kind of bothers me a lot with this movie is the second act. The second act is the Horcruxes. Yeah. Yeah. I keep calling it that, but it's basically like, they're like yeah. we need to split up because like we weren't together that entire summer. We need to find a totem that we can sacrifice. So that's changed. So that's not from the book? No. Weird. So... I know why they did it. So it's a convenient plot device where you can have flashbacks and you can get more screen time for Pennywise shenanigans. Yeah, that, but also like, so this is one of the things I going into the movie, I was like, really hope they don't do the ritual of Chud. That's what it's called. Yeah. In, in the book. And that is basically like, you need to bite down on Pennywise's tongue mm-hmm. and like, say jokes to Pennywise in order to like bring out his like true form, in which case like, the, right. and it, it, it either way it comes down to you having to basically like believe that you don't fear him. Like, right. You, you, you almost bully Pennywise and that's what defeats him. Right. But like you have to do this ritual. So the whole biting down on someone's tongue thing, like how the fuck are you going to do that, that in a movie without it being ridiculous? But also, so, also isn't a part of the whole thing. Like, Bill has to have like a psychic battle yeah. with Pennywise in the macroverse. It's it's with Ala with, with X Men Apocalypse. Yeah. So we've already seen James McAvoy fight somebody in mm-hmm. a psychic realm. Yeah. Yeah, and the giant turtle. Yeah. Which there's reference to the turtle in this there, movie. There is, you catch and, those? and I like that. Like I don't think the turtle in this would have worked. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine you not knowing the book, you're sitting there and you uh you get to the end and you're like, "Here we go, final battle." And just James McAvoy's floating through a universe and there's just a turtle <laughs> and he's like, "What's up?" And he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" He's like, "I'm Maturin or Maturin or yeah. whatever." Uh well, what does that mean to me? He's like, "Well, I'm from the same dimension as Pennywise." Um, he's basically Pennywise's arch nemesis. Yeah, he's like, but he's a turtle. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you know that earth that you live in in that galaxy? I I vomited that up when i had indigestion that's from the book <laughs> yeah. that's real our universe this whole thing like if people think we're just bullshitting vomit. right now this is all real from the book yeah yeah so i mean like there's a lot of things the, the turtle the ritual those thing, two things specifically i was kind of like i kind of hope they don't do that because especially the first one feels as grounded as a movie about a killer con could be yeah and and then there's a lot of things that are like very far-fetched compared to that in this one if that makes even more no, you know, yeah for sense. sure so i'm glad that they changed the ritual i just don't like what they did with that at all and, yeah. I, and like one this movie's really fucking long really long and normally i like long movies but this is almost long just to be long it doesn't really do much because that whole second act is basically them being like 
we have to get our totem. They never really even like say what it is. They're just kind of like, yeah, you'll know what it is when it is. But really, it's just like get something from your childhood. Yeah. But like every single one is it cuts to one of the adults by themselves. They go somewhere. It flashes back to them as a kid. There's a Pennywise jump scare. And then it cuts back to them and they get their totem. Yep. And it lasts about an hour. And yeah. then when you get to the end of the movie, all of it is inconsequential. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so the entire second act of this movie, which is an hour, has no impact impact on the movie. Right. It, it seemed like a convenient device. Uh, honestly, this part of it made it feel more like I was watching like an anthology. Almost just like, a, here's a collection of scary scenarios that Pennywise puts these kids in separately. Mm-hmm. But then it almost makes it even weirder that it makes the first one weird because they come back together in the first one. But there is that time where they separate in the middle. So, yeah. All these scares must have happened after. Um, but wouldn't that be enough arm? to put them back together that like after the would be like, hey, man, I got to call you like he came after me again. Like almost by showing us that he was torturing them that entire time in between. Like, I don't know. Wouldn't they have reached out to each other before Bev got captured you would have thought so you ha- you have to just kind of ex- there's there's a few things with what they've chosen to do where you just have to accept it you just have to be like okay yeah because another thing where you're like okay even though this is actually in the book the part with bowers breaking out of the insane yeah. asylum that's in the book okay it's a little different though because the kids defeated pennywise in the first one right so pennywise is still kind of like weak yeah so when he comes back he's basically like i need some help to right. like weaken them. So he recruits the the um he recruits Bowers basically and he's like okay. I'll br- I'll help you break out but you need to help me. The one thing that like just doesn't work for me, they they kind of establish that like the things that Pennywise does aren't actually real, you just perceive them to be real. Right. So how is the zombie kid driving? How the is the car? zombie kid driving? Yeah. It makes no sense. It wasn't even his car, <laughs> it was the other kid's that's car. That's in the book though. Like that's the, the zombie driver is actually in the book. Hey man. Stephen King loves cocaine, <laughs> especially does. back then. So yeah, I don't, I don't blame him for kind of making some crazy choices. But yeah, that was something I had. So then I was like, so is that Pennywise driving the car? That's what I said to Ryan too. Like maybe that's actually Pennywise. Under but he's the showing himself of, to him as as his friend to like, which might make sense because he like pulls the balloon out from under the bed, and then that's when his friend comes out. Maybe that's how it works. At the same time, I'm kind of like the. The thought of um, Pennywise driving around in like a Corvette is just strange. Yeah. <laughs> so he can drive around this kooky guy to yeah. stab people for him. Yeah. But uh, no, it's really like my biggest complaint about the movie is the second act. The second act is it's one of the few times this movie where I've gone to a long movie and been like, this feels long because most of the long movies we've seen this year, I've actually really liked and it just flies by. Yeah. The big middle of this movie, I was like, this is dragon, man. Definitely brings it down for me. Another thing that brings it down, there's a lot more CGI in this one than the first one. Yeah, there's a lot more. Noticeable and not very good. I really did not like the old lady monster who chases older Bev. I actually like that one. Really? Yeah. I thought that was weak. I don't I don't think it looked great. Like it didn't look real. Yeah. But something about it for me was just like creepy very very unnerving yeah i don't know what it was didn't do it for me when we were driving home megan asked me she's like what scene like scared you and i had to really think and i'm like there's scenes that i thought were really cool nothing startled me like i just i feel like the first one was a lot scarier nothing startled me in this movie the way that the georgie scene in the first one 
actually both Georgie scenes because Georgie doing the you'll float two scene in the first yeah. one also freaked me out. I just feel like the imagery in the first one's way better. It's stronger. Yeah. And maybe that goes back to like, well, now we're watching adults being terrorized. But even when they do the flashback stuff with the kids and like Ben has the stuff where with like Beverly and her head's on fire. Like, yeah, it doesn't look as good. Yeah. A lot of that stuff just didn't do anything for me. And like uh, Stan head with the spider in this one coming out of the refrigerator. Like, yeah, that yeah i don't know man it just wasn't uh it just wasn't hitting the same Mm -hmm. and i noticed a lot of those creatures were cgi versus a lot of the things that were really terrifying in the first one used a lot of practical effects so yeah it just it didn't have the staying power that i thought it did it it should there was a lot of times in this movie that i kept thinking you don't see pennywise as the clown as much in this movie in my opinion and i feel like it would have done it better to just use Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise rather than like all these extra kooky creatures and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because he is so good. Yeah. Like get your, get your money's worth out of that guy. He's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah. So that was, that was a little bit of a bummer for me, but Ryan told me he, he's like, I didn't like the, the old lady. Like I thought that looked lame. And I was like, really? Yeah, that was I like, one of the, that was one of the few things that like I did not. And all that, the fortune cookie monsters. I didn't like that. I, I didn't like that, that either. That yeah. looked not good. No, it didn't look, especially like the eyeball crawling across the table. I, I was, was thinking like, more like uh, the baby face, like the baby head bug. Ba- thing. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look real. I yeah. guess the imagery you could say is more disturbing. The eyeball for me just looked so weak. Well, the crawling eyeball that's from the book. Is it? Yeah. I would have liked to do a bit more practical effects also. Especially, you can do it. I mean, shit, look now, like Netflix has that Dark Crystal show, and that's all puppets and, and you know, mm-hmm. makeup effects, and yeah. that looks awesome. Like, it's not that much harder. And it, you don't even have to use it for everything. You can still use CGI in some things, but, like, it wouldn't have been that hard to make a puppet monster thing for that old lady, just the same as they did the leper. The leper is all is all cosmetic effects yeah. and stuff. And now you can kind of say like it kind of does look like a little bit rubbery, like you can tell it's fake. But I like seeing it because I can see the craft there. I'm not as impressed by somebody who can make a cool image on a computer. No offense, because you're you do animation stuff. But <laughs> you scumbag. Um, <laughs> you selling me out. <laughs> there's a few though that like Bill going to the sewer and like the arms climbing up on it. Like that did nothing for me. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't about it. Although that freaked Megan. Megan was losing her mind in the funhouse. Just him walking through the funhouse because she gets like really like claustrophobic, claustrophobic and, yeah. and anxious. And then especially when the the hallway starts to narrow. Ooh, also fun fact about the funhouse: when he goes in and there's the clown things that are swinging, mm-hmm. they are designed based on Tim Curry's it. Yeah, they that, have the exact cool. same costume design and the hair, like the fate, the makeup is exactly like it's a nice throwback it was, yeah it's yeah. really cool i like that they like peppered in some like little easter eggs like that mm-hmm. same thing with like the turtle stuff in the classroom like you can see uh they they did try to like kind of pay homage to certain things from the book without fully highlighting them or you know things from the uh the original like tv movie yeah one thing that they changed that i do like okay that was cg the spider at the end i think that's a lot more effective Yes. You watch the made-for-TV spider sequence. Oh, yeah. It's trash. Yeah, it's very bad. Um, But you know what? This almost relates back to my my question kicking this thing off about the adult side of the story is weaker. Now, is that because of we don't care as much if adults are in peril? Because the other side of that is they have to up the ante because it's adults. 
So yeah. like this is the half of the story that really goes off the rails. You get a giant spider clown. Mm-hmm. You get like the eyeball crawl on the table. You get things. They're they're way more blown up. It's a much larger scale than the first one. Yeah, I think that almost makes it a little more like cheesy. Like there's something. It's harder for me to take it seriously because yeah. it's so grandiose. No, I I agree. But completely. it has to be because now you're trying to scare adults as opposed to kids. Yeah, I don't I don't even know if it. I mean like. I guess so, but I don't even know if you really need to. The Pennywise is pretty fucking creepy on its own. Oh, yeah. But, no, I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying that's probably like a lot of the thought process. But, yeah. I guess apparently the, the spider in the book, that is the way that humans actually perceive Pennywise in its true form, quote unquote. Oh, okay. Which is strange because Pennywise's true form is actually the deadlights. Yeah. Which I love that as a concept. Yeah. That's cool. I want to get like a tattoo that's just the deadlights. deadlights. I, I lo- also like what they did with the deadlights, and I like that they kind of explained it more. Yeah. I The one scene in the first It is, it, you know, there's no context to it, so it's nice that they when looped he opens it back. His, his head up. With, with and, Beverly. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that they kind of changed it in this one, because I don't think that was in the book either, where Beverly can basically, she becomes like a, like a, Voyant or whatever you know like where yeah, she clairvoyant can, or she could see all of their demises because because that's that's one like kind of plot hole where they're like well why wouldn't they just be like fuck off dairy i'm gonna go live my life like why do they have to come back yeah and they make it in this movie like no they actually have to come back because, because if they don't they kill him die. in this cycle they'll die before yeah he comes back again so like so basically like if you don't kill him now you only have about 20 years to live yeah see i, I like that change i thought that was a cool change yeah that's, that's not bad there's there's some things in here that i really like there's other things that i don't like i guess you have to take the good with the bad yeah it, it's just it's just a bummer for me that one of the changes they made takes up an hour of the movie and i don't like <laughs> any of it <laughs> so. yeah and this movie is two hours and 50 minutes yeah, it's really freaking long. It's it's, it's a lot to be sitting there. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, like, and that's coming from somebody who saw Endgame three times in theaters. Mm-hmm. That's so. If it wasn't for the middle act, man, like, if they found something a little bit more compelling for that for that second act, yeah, I don't think it would have been an issue. It's just it's so repetitive and it doesn't lead to anything. Like, yeah. it, like there's sometimes where like maybe a movie seems slow on first viewing and then you get the payoff at the end. You're like, never mind, It was all worth it. Now when I go back and watch that, I'll like it even more. That's kind of what happened with certain things for me with uh, Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. But, oh, th- yeah, yeah, but this, sure. but this though, like I'm going to go back and watch it. And while I'm watching that, be like, this is pointless. Yeah. It literally <laughs> does not lead to anything. The only thing that really comes back around is Richie's story. Because his flashback, he has, like, that moment where, like, the bullies basically, like... Being homophobes, yeah. Yeah, being a bunch of fucking tools. Yeah. And uh, and then that relates to then him as an adult, and then Pennywise taunting him, like, I know your secret. Yeah. And, um, and then later, dude, like, pulling on heartstrings, like, afterwards when they all jump in the, in the quarry again or whatever, mm-hmm. and then Bill Hader's just sitting there, and he's, like, bawling, and they all come to him, and they're all, like, embracing each other. Like, that was a really good moment. That was, like, a really good way to kind of, like, end it. Because, like, on one hand, like, they haven't been talking the whole time. And, like, there is this relief. And they do start to have fun again. But, like, then he, like, grounds it back down. Like, well, something terrible still happened here. And then him going back and, like, recarving him and Eddie's initials and everything. It was, like, super sweet and super touching. And, like, makes you really feel for him. It's why people are saying Bill Hader really steals the show. Yeah. I'd say. he His character has the best art. Yeah. 
this is in the book, so like not like it wasn't ex- unexpected or anything, but like I just like that Ben finally got his. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's awesome. So good for him. Yeah, you feel good for everybody mm-hmm. by the end. And again, I keep talking about things they changed and stuff. I'm glad they took the storm out. I don't know if you know about the storm. No. So basically, oh, it's a, I, I I read stuff about this. I, I'm not remembering it. But basically, there's like a fucking like day after tomorrow disaster that happens after they kill Pennywise where Derry just gets wiped from the map. Like Derry, there's a storm and just destroys Derry after Pennywise. Oh, that's awesome. But like, I don't know. I thought that would have been like, really stupid <laughs> well there's stephen king writing an unhappy ending for you yeah it's like they finally beat him and then everything died <laughs> it's like fuck you stephen it's a mixed bag the first one for sure i like considerably more yeah still had a good time and i don't know i i wanted more from it but i there's still a lot that i like too it's it's weird it's such a mixed mixed bag for me because there's a lot that i'm like oh man that was so good that was so awesome but then there's other things that i'm like like i just don't want to watch again yeah i don't like it so yeah you have anything else i don't but i want something from you what 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 is it i want your well not yours but i want the tomato tomatoes tomato the critics are bringing this in at a 64 percent Ooh, it's not very high no it's a d yeah tomato the audience is bringing this in at an 80 so you got a d so b minus okay you know what i am going to say tomato because D is really low. It is long. The CGI bothers me. Can we um? Can I make a suggestion? Can we oh. say our grades at the same time? Because I feel like lately we've just been saying the same things. So we need to like no shenanigans this. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. So I'm gonna say tomato. How about you? I'm saying tomato as well. All right, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. B minus. Damn it! Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. B minus. Damn it. Yeah. Me too, man. Look, I wrote it in my phone. I promise you. Did not try and copy. Oh, I mean, we said it at the same time, anyways. How many movies? Uh, I guess I think we were we were off on Peanut Butter Falcon. Minus. Yeah. Damn, man. Were we off on Peanut Butter Falcon? Yeah. You gave it an oh, A plus. You, I gave it an A. You gave it an A. Yeah. yeah. But still, like, it's, dude, it's been a lot of episodes in a row that we were just like hitting same it. thing. And I think Ready or Not, we might have been the same. I don't remember right yeah. now. Man, we are on fire. We're also seeing all the same movies, and we do have very similar sensibilities. Probably makes it for a boring listen because we just agree on almost everything. <laughs> one thing I, I did want to say, I'll say now because we always leave the budget to last. Uh, they they doubled the budget for this one. Okay, a lot of that was because I think the first one was such a success that they knew they can spend the money. They they could spend the money. That's probably why they went so, so fucking CGI. gangbusters on the CGI. Yeah, man. So I almost like part of part of me thinks that it was like, oh, now we have more money. Let's go get a listers like James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they spent more money probably on the actors. Or definitely did. Well, if you doubled your actors because you still had... Oh, we didn't even talk about it. The de-aging on children in this. Yeah. Super apparent, and I did not like it. Oh, see, I'm like the only person who didn't mind it. I can tell the whole time. So, like, you can kind of tell a little bit. I didn't think it was as noticeable as... I forgot about it until I was watching it. All of their faces looked like they had... Like a, a lens flare on them. They they were very they looked very um a lot of plasticky soft, like very yeah very soft like yeah. a lot of soft lighting and almost like a uh, almost like it had like a soften you know if you pull the filter up on like Photoshop or something and you hit soften and then like all the edges just felt I can kind of tell I can tell that there was something done there so, so that threw me so you can tell though. But like at the same time, like think about this is this is how I, I see it, because some people have brought this up to me already like, oh, my God, and that de-aging, what the fuck? And I'm like, I, I don't wouldn't say it's full blown. What the fuck? But 
this this is how I felt about it. I I said to them like the people that brought that up to me, I was like, yeah, they de-aged them, but like, was did that pull you out of the moment as much as Carrie Fisher showing up young at, at the end of Rogue One? Yeah, because like that's one where it shows up and you're like, what the fuck is yeah, that? What is going on? Like nothing or Carrie Fisher floating through space yeah. in Last Jedi. <laughs> like, but yeah, like there's a there's a few times where they've aged de-aged people, and you're like, that looks whack. <laughs> yeah, but this is nowhere near the level of de-aging on Samuel L. Jackson and Captain Marvel. No, that's that's amazing. Yeah. But also, you've got a budget of like two hundred million behind you. Right. This is like fairly modest compared to this is seventy five million. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It it didn't bother me. And they were de-aging multiple characters on screen simultaneously. Yeah. It it really didn't bother me as much. And they're really not that long of like sequences either. You know. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's it's. I feel like it's more criminal to have Princess Leia look that bad when she's only in the scene for two seconds because yeah. it's like you it's only been had a while a... since I've watched that. <laughs> but then, 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 like some kids that are like in a couple flashbacks, like I don't know, I didn't think it looked as bad. That's All just right. me though. Yeah. Well, how much have they done so far, money wise? Yeah. Uh, they penny are... wise. Penny wise. How many pennies did they make? Penny They're... wise, how much money did this make? <laughs> One hundred eighty-five million. Whoa. Yeah. And we're recording this less than a week out from its release. Yeah. The the first it broke box office records for a rated R movie. Like damn. Yeah. So I think they were expecting like this thing's gonna crush it. I actually think the first one has done better up until this point. Like if you like yeah. go by the amount of days that have passed. But yeah, I mean, even if you want to just go off the domestic gross, because that's what a lot of people pay attention to, because it's like your budget is based on your domestic, so they batch up. They've passed seventy five already. I think they're at like ninety five or something domestic. Wow. Yeah. Good for them, man. They're fucking crushing it. I mean, it's to be expected because they're connected movies. So if you went to see the first one, you're probably gonna go see the second one. Yeah. And especially if you liked the first one, even if you didn't catch it in theaters, if you caught it later, like I did you're going to want to finish the story as soon as possible, especially if it is getting like decent buzz. Mm-hmm. Interesting though, that the critics are scoring it so low and it, the- it dropped so freaking quick because yeah. I went on Instagram, I think the day before the tomato reveal and they were like tomato reveal coming tomorrow, tomato meter, whatever the fuck they call it. And I was like, okay, so I was refreshing Twitter all day and then it finally showed up and it was at 82. And I was like, wow. I was like yeah. 82. I can live with that. The first one was only an 86. It's not far off. Yeah. I checked my phone like two hours later and it was up to an 85. And I was like, all right. I was like, nice. Like, it's like the same thing. And then I checked my phone like that night and it was at like 75. And then the next Damn. day it was like a 70. And then we were driving to the movie and I said to Ryan, I was like, it's dropping. He was like, what's it at? Like an 80? I was like, it's at like a 70. And then he went on, he was like, it's at a 68. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's falling fast. fast. <laughs> it's going to be at a 50 by the time this episode drops. I'm glad it's not rotten though. Like, I don't, I, I don't, don't think it's rotten. I don't think it's that low for sure. Like I, I also, well, obviously about, we said 80. Yeah. Basically. But like, I thought about this also, like where have I graded other horror movies and like, how do I think that stacks up to it? That's the thing that jacks it up way for me because I've had horror fatigue that I've talked about on the show for months now. Like I'm probably going on like week nine of just, I don't want, I don't care about horror movies anymore. And I love horror just in general, but I can't do it anymore, man. I'm so tired of it. But when I watched the first it, I really liked it and it didn't suffer from my horror fatigue. And same thing here. I saw this movie and I was just like, this is not unbearable for me. And I am really hating watching horror movies right now. Yeah. 
that being said, cannot wait for Midsummer to come out on Blu-ray. I really have to rewatch it. Megan really wants to watch it, so I'm very yeah. excited to see it again. I, I think just to go up your point there, I feel like this movie actually has like like a heart behind it, whereas yeah. a lot of other movies are just kind of like let's scare people. Like it's got a tiny a clown heart that we must squeeze in our it hands. Does. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I guess. I had a good time watching this. I was Me I was too. entertained. I. I think some of this does get by because you like the first one so much and you like the characters so much from the first one. Right. But like really like the characters, good performances, there's humor in it, there's there's some good scares and cool I, set I pieces. Good cool set pieces. I think it's a fun time. It's just a little too long. Yeah. Cut it down. I mean it's too late for that. <laughs> it's too long and I, I don't like that second act still. Yeah. Can't 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 get by it. Well, all right. We did it. We were excited, to, or I was very excited to talk about. I don't know about you, but I was like, you know, I was excited, I dude. <laughs> I've been doing so much research; it's insane. I'm gonna buy the book, or if there's a good audiobook version of it, I'll probably get that and just listen to it. They need to get Bill Skarsgård to do an audiobook. Oh, we all float down here. <laughs> I will do the audiobook. There you go. <laughs> I'm nailing it. Well, all right, dude. Well, shit. I uh, I don't know what we're coming out next for these swampies, but it's gonna be something. So you guys just gotta. Stay on your fucking toes. I would love to tease what our next episode is. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be. We're it's... talking about a very controversial uh, episode for the next one. We don't know if it's if it's going to happen, but maybe something to do with Fred Durst. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But you guys just got to keep keep an eye out for that. Ne- so- next week for sure is going to be a surprise. For all of us. For yeah, us, for us mostly as well. it's a surprise for us. <laughs> but that's going to be a surprise. I think the week after that, though, I think you can expect Ad Astra. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited to see that. So, yeah, we got some things to look forward to for the end of the month. But for right now, you guys can check out todosmoviereviews.com. Check out our web store. Find some more written reviews. Hopefully some more movies come out and we could actually write some more written reviews. But we got quite a few up there you could read right now. Don't forget to leave us five-star written reviews to get yourself entered into our giveaway. Giveaway. Give it away. Give it away. <laughs> give it away now. We need to play that before We're... we do our giveaway. Oh, yeah. We're giving away Red Hot Chili Pepper tickets. <laughs> giving them away to the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, suck it, Swampies. <laughs> <laughs>